Hey guys, just a quick one before today's episode. Uh, I just wanted to say a massive thank you um, for anyone that has been listening the past hundred episodes. Uh, when I started this, it was merely to just bring sort of free information to the bodybuilding community and stuff that I wish I had sort of learnt or heard uh, back in the day. And if you have been with me this whole time, um, I thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've, you know, if this is your first time listening, um, please go back. And, um, and listen to some of the earlier ones and let me know what you think. But from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you very much um, and hope you enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, by the time that this uh, episode goes live, I think I'll be about three days out, um, which is pretty mental um, to think about how quickly the past, at this point, 13 weeks have gone. Um, but I'm very, very excited to... Um, compete next weekend well it will be this weekend when this goes live at the the two bros show but um we've got some athletes competing before then um so when this goes live we'll have had sort of molly rebecca and chris have having just competed the weekend previous um really really excited for them they're all looking spot on on the money in their check-ins this week so really really happy um with where they're at and really excited to see what they can do and then the week after at the two bros show itself um i think there's five or six of us competing across the brand including myself uh, Bradley, Chris, Torgi, Caroline, and then Ali's client, Chloe. Um, so there's actually a, quite a big squad of us going down, um, and it'll be great uh, to have to have that. You know, the show's down in London. Um, I did a show last year in Wigan, and there was just myself and another client. Um, you know, one of those that you kind of walk on stage and, you know, you get the, the, the polite clap, I suppose. But to have people there, um, the most special one, obviously, being my, my wife, my other half, um, will be an incredible moment um, and something that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, that was the kind of one thing that I wanted to make sure happened this year was that, um, you know, Rona would be able to, to see me on stage um, and, yeah, she's going to be there. So it's class. And I guess that kind of brings me to uh, the uh, topic of today's podcast and something that I feel should probably be discussed a bit more um, than than it is but maybe perhaps it's just due to people just not knowing. Um, and that is just kind of the the effect of that PrEP can have on the body. Um, but ultimately, because of that, the effect it can have kind of on your partner, your other half. Um, and kind of what, what I wanted to do was just discuss um, and share with you just some of the things that I experienced in my first PrEP and, and some of the things that I wish that that someone had just sat me down um, and said, look, Vaughn, this is potentially what's coming. Um, this is what you're going to need to deal with. This is what you're going to experience. Um, and then from that, this is, you know, you you, you want to tell your partner about that. And um, I, I didn't have that um, at the time. There was, you know, I, I think that if you haven't ever done a prep before, you kind of don't realize how hard it actually is um, until you do it. And then it's the second time it's a bit easier, third time it's a bit easier. And, you know, what I'm kind of going to go on and say in this podcast might be completely irrelevant to you in your first prep. Um, however, I just, this is a, a podcast based on my experience, but also uh, what I've kind of seen um, with clients over the years and the common traits that they sort of tell me after their first prep of how they become. Or, you know, sometimes we can be sitting in the hotel room sort of pre-show or post-show um, and, you know, the partner's usually there with them. And, you know, I, I always say, and I look at the partner and say, you know, how are they really? And then that's when you kind of find out uh, exactly how they were. Because obviously in my eyes, I'm just a coach. I'm just, you know, looking at conditioning and posing and this, that, and the next thing. Um, and it's always interesting to kind of get that that feedback. 
But um, what I want to say is that, you know, for what I'll say about it, don't worry about it. Um, it's completely normal from what you're going to experience. Um, but what I want to do is just, you know, give you a heads up of what's coming so that it has as little impact, zero impact on your uh, potential relationship as possible because it's, it's uh, no secret that... Um, some preps can cause breakups. Uh, you may have seen that within the industry over the years. Um, I'll kind of talk talk through why. So, you know, first things first, um, you're obviously going to become very, very food focused. Now, you've you, you've maybe been someone that's entered a prep that's never really done a dieting phase before and you've always kind of eaten how you wanted. Uh, you've always eaten to satiety and all of a sudden you kind of, you start prepping and you all of a sudden, you know, you don't feel full when you when you finish a meal. Um, all of a sudden, you 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 go from not being hungry one day to very hungry, and then the, the sort of the closer you get to your show and the later stages of dieting, the levels of hunger you experience, you you're just going to be be ravenous, um, and it can be a very very strange feeling. Sort of never feeling full, and I think that at that point, especially in your first time dieting, um, not so much you know in the later times, your thoughts really do all day revolve around your next meal um, and what you what you tend to try and do is you know fill the time between meals with stuff to do so it takes your it takes your sort of focus away from being hungry but you know I remember back when it was my first prep I, I didn't do that I uh, I'd just be sitting on the couch and be fucking miserable and be like oh I can't eat for another few hours and sort of feel really sorry for myself which I, I shouldn't have done um, I kind of focused a lot on what I couldn't have um, and what I would do is I would get very, very hangry. Um, you know what, fuck it. I, I get very angry around people um, that were eating sort of, let's say, bagels and jam or whatnot and I was munching on my chicken and broccoli. Um, I remember sitting there one time, I was in the staff room, there was a guy, one of my work colleagues at the time, he was eating a bagel and jam and uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna make up a name here, I'm just calling him Big Jimmy. I was like, Big Jimmy, eat that fucking bagel right now. And he was like, I will eat it at the pace I want to. Um, and oh man, I just sitting, I was, I was just infuriated. Now, I shouldn't have reacted like that, but at the time, I couldn't control my emotion. You know, my, my emotions. I was fixated on what I couldn't have, opposed to at the time. Uh, you know, I was eating like a bro. I should have been changed. Should have changed my diet so I incorporated foods that I liked. But you know, I didn't do that as my first prep. I was with an old school coach, and that's the way I thought it needed to be. Um, so personally, I felt this sort of intense rage. Right, and uh, if I'm honest, I really struggled to keep that in. I think this is where if you're in a dieting phase, you know, I'd recommend that you incorporate foods that you enjoy so this doesn't happen. Because um, otherwise, what's going to happen is, uh, or what you know, what you should bear in mind is that, you know, your partner, your other half, they might not be dieting. Um, and it's not their choice, it's your choice. And they shouldn't need to change their eating habits because of something that you are doing. And they shouldn't have to restrict their food intake they shouldn't be made to feel bad about you know eating what they want um, and that means if that they usually have a takeaway every friday they should continue to be able to have a takeaway every friday and you can't say boo to a goose about it or at least you shouldn't because i think that's completely unfair um, i think in your first initial prep though what you tend to see is a lot of people will say that oh my God, I can't believe you're going to eat that in front of me. Or, oh my God, I can't believe they're eating that in front of you. When what you need to remember is that that's not their goal to get to get very, very lean. That's not their goal to restrict their food choice. That's your goal. That's your choice. So what I would say is in that, in that, in that sense is 
allow them to to have what they want, but don't just shy away. Now, if you if you physically like can't control and you know you can't control your emotions, then and of course maybe it's best to be doing something as they're eating. But if you still want to partake in like a, a meal with each other, then just just plan your meal for when it when it's there. Um, I can honestly say there's been there's been multiple occasions this prep and last prep um, where you know my wife has eaten. Um, eating a takeaway quite regularly, um, whether that's a pizza or a kebab or whatnot, I end up usually buying it for her. Um, and uh, and I just kind of have my meal and it, it doesn't fuss me. Um, it, the only thing I think that you can't get over is how good, how good it smells. Like I'll just sit, I'll just, I'll just sit there and I'll be like, oh my God, that smells amazing. And she always goes, sorry babe. And I go, I go, you don't need to apologize for food smelling amazing. Right, I said I'm just expressing like I was like I'm sharing I'm sharing the the moment the joy with you of how how you know good that food smells. Uh, but some people can take that a bit of a a bit of a different way. So moral of the story here is that you're going to going to become very very food focused. You're going to like at times if it's your first prep, you know, and you're restricting your food or food choices, you may get very angry. But what I would say is that you know if you incorporate foods that you like. Um, you don't feel sorry for yourself. Remember, it's your choice. Uh, that should that should be uh, a little bit better for for you and your partner. And I think one of the main ones I'm going to touch on. I don't think it's sort of spoken about enough. Is like libido and not just with that, but but affection. And uh, I think I'll talk from my side, but also my wife's side. She gives a very good honest account of this. But as you as you diet, as you get very very lean. What you need to understand is that the body is a survival machine, right? All it wants to do is survive, to thrive and continue to go, right? So if you're pulling calories down, you're effectively slowly starving your body. What it starts to do is it starts to kind of look at, this is how smart your body is, it starts to look at all the systems and deem whether they're essential or not, right? So sex drive, reproduction, is that essential for your body's survival? The answer is absolutely not. So what this does is it takes a nosedive. Um, this is something that is completely out with your control. Um, you cannot do fuck all about it. Your body just simply does not send the signal um, and you're just not interested. So let's think about, you know, you might be in a relationship, you might be a couple that, that um, has a healthy sort of frequent intimate relationship and um, with each other and you, maybe you show affection, um, you know, daily or, or quite often. And um, literally, all of a sudden, it can flip, like flip of a switch can change overnight. Um, and it doesn't just creep up on you. Like one day you just go from, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to then like, I don't know, maybe say six weeks out, seven weeks out. Six, seven weeks out, you just go, nah. And it's not as if you're trying to be horrible or whatnot. It's just your body just, you didn't send a signal. It doesn't get you excited. It doesn't get you motivated. It doesn't drive you. Um, and this is where like, it's a, it's a sudden abrupt change for your partner if you haven't, what if you haven't warned them about this? So they've went from, you know, maybe you're a couple that is, as I said, intimate a lot, you know, you kiss, you hold hands, you hug each other and whatnot. Um, that even sort of drops in itself, just the shown affection. You just, I don't know what it is. You kind of go a little bit reclusive. You go within yourself. You don't want people touching you. You don't want affection. You don't want hugs. I, I can't explain um, why that is. It just, it is what it is. So put yourself in your partner's shoes. You know, they've they've known you, they've been with you for for years, for, for months. Um, they're, they're used to kind of how you two are. 
And then all of a sudden, like overnight, they go to not get an affection. You know, they maybe feel like they're getting a bit rejected and loved because they might try it on with you and you're just going to go like, like literally, I'll just go, nope, not happening. Um, and that might make them feel sort of, as I said, rejected and loved or even feel like maybe there's something wrong with them or they might think, oh, is there something wrong with, with um, the relationship? Is he, is he or she seeing someone else? Is, you know, have I done something? Is something about me wrong? Um and that sort of feedback came directly from my wife at the time when I went through my first prep because she had never seen it before. Um, and then the second prep, she kind of knew what to expect. But it, it all comes down to the person that's dieting. It's 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 the body's sort of way of just wanting to survive and not put any energy towards anything else on survival. So anyway, if, if that happens, it can kind of lead your, your partner, as I said, to, to questioning the relationship and maybe perhaps even telling you you've changed and... Here's the thing, like, as human beings, we naturally fear change, right? That in itself is a survival mechanism, right? And that's a different story. So if your sort of most beloved, most beloved, nearest and dearest suddenly changes, it can be quite scary and emotional and um, to the point where you're thinking, you know, this is the person that I maybe I want to spend the rest of my life with. And, oh my God, all of a sudden they're so different. So what I, what I think the best thing to do is just maybe, you know, sit your partner down explain to them what might happen um, and you know I think that would be a safe bet to, to minimize any sort of all of a sudden oh my god I feel unloved or I feel rejected it could be a case of oh well yeah you know they did say that this was going to happen um, and it can kind of reassure them that okay it's it's not a fault of their own um, they're not doing anything wrong you're not seeing someone <laughs> seeing someone else um, fuck if you're a guy you've not got the energy to fucking even get up um, let alone let alone see one see someone else. Um, so I, I think it if you kind of quote unquote warn them of what's coming, um, it could really ease what could be potentially a really stressful time for you both in your relationship. Um, that ultimately could you know if you don't, I think it could it could really impact whether you continue prep in the later stages. Um, as I said, there's been a lot of people break up. Um, when it comes to prep and the reason is because they haven't had these conversations um, the other person doesn't realize that you know that person that's dieting will go back to normal you know after a few days after the show they will go back to normal all that stuff will come back it'll be like a you know my wife says a flick of a switch you go from this empty ghost this empty shell to boom right back to hugging and kissing and whatnot um, but the last thing you want is to not not say anything and all of a sudden they want to end the relationship. They want to take a break. They want to have this, that, and the next thing because intimacy and closeness and affection is a huge part of a relationship. And really, without it, um, you know, are you really effectively a couple? Well, I'd say that you are if you have a conversation about it and understand that, like, you know, right, listen, um, in you know this time period, things might not happen. Um, big tip, big hack for this: get your wife pregnant when you're prepping. Um, That'll make things a, a, little, a little bit easier. But no, listen, I digress. Um, so I think that's just just one of the huge things to sit down and have a word with your partner about is just, look, as I get closer, I've been warned that this might happen. I know this isn't like me, but look, I promise at the time, no, nothing is wrong. Um, I just, uh, you know, I need you to be supportive with me. I'll, I'll try and do everything I can um, to support you and to try and, you know, I, I, I say that the thing I feel bad about the most is... Um, you know, I don't find prep hard. I don't find dieting hard. I don't find I don't get hungry or whatnot. The thing I find hard is 
trying to be my normal self and and, and you know that's the hard part because uh, I just can't do it regardless I, I, I just just for some reason just can't be the, the fun energetic um, person I usually am and that kind of leads me on to the next point which is your your energy levels and your mood and you know it, if you haven't already guessed it by now towards the end of your dieting phase energy levels um, they're going to be at rock bottom right the, the tiredness across the day can be extreme you're maybe not sleeping well um, and it can leave you with a really little uh, little energy out with you know do enough to do your steps your training and your cardio and things to to bear in mind is that without really thinking you are going to talk less around your partner you're going to become quiet and you're not really going to be up for much um, so this is where like if you're something like myself you use a fun energetic full of life um, and then all of a sudden your other half sees you just completely flick the switch and then you, you know they they also aren't getting the affection and whatnot like they're going holy shit who's this person that I, I started going out with all those months or years ago or married or or whatever because what they see is they see just like a complete personality shift overnight effectively right um you know, you've got little gas in the tank as it is. You, you're going to find like you're going to have the, the 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 energy, the willpower to get the essentials done, to tick the boxes, do your training, etc., etc. But out with that, you will be very reluctant to put any energy towards doing anything else. So usually, in the last four or five weeks of diet, and I, I tend to not try and plan too much, like planning a whole day spent with a family. Or a whole day here, or a weekend away there, or whatnot, because it's just simply draining. For as much as you can be there, you're just not present. You're just quiet all the time. Um, you may be just just looking fucked all the time. You know, we went away, um, weekend away a few weeks ago, and it was fantastic. It was great. But after every walk that we went on, I, I slept on the couch, couldn't help myself. Just boom, knocked out. And you know, in company, that's not that's not very that's not very fun for everyone else. If I go sleep on the couch, is it? Um, but you know what? What I would say is again, um, I wouldn't say like you want to avoid things, doing things, the whole of prep. I would just say towards the end of prep, it's maybe better, best to suggest. I mean, here here's an idea for you, right? So, what you could do, I think this will actually maybe get you some some brownie points, is in those sort of last few stages, those last sort of five six weeks. You could ask your partner, say, "Hey, when was the last time you seen the girls?" Or, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, why don't you have a boys' weekend soon?" So then it kind of gives your other half something to look forward to, and they they're maybe going to go, "Oh wow, you know, they're kind of showing that they care about my needs, want me to do stuff with my pals, and this that, and the next thing, um, and not just you know, for, like for me, and this is the hard the hard thing, I suppose. Um, I am quite content at this point to just do nothing at the weekends apart from my steps." Eat my meals, do my cardio, do my training. Um, you know, watch, watch Formula One and, and kind of get each day done. Whereas you know, my wife loves to travel. She loves to socialize. So I see this and the next thing. So that's not really fair on her. Um, for you know, for me to enforce that. So what does she do? You know, she goes and arranges you know shopping days with her mom, or goes to you know goes through and stays for a couple of days and arranges stuff with her pals. And I'm 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 totally okay with that. I'm thinking that's great. That's cool. Um, because. What you'll find is when you prep, you you sort of relish your own time and your own space. You'll, spend, you'll end up spending a lot of time on your own. Um, if so, I hope you enjoy your own company um, because you'll be mostly about just getting through each day. You're trying to like tick another day off, tick another day off because you kind of go from like, right, 16 days out, right, 14, 
13, 12, come on, let's get to 10, let's get to 10, get to 10, right, cool, let's get to eight, you know? And, and, and you, you you don't mean it, but you effectively wish your, wish your life away, right? So think back to that sort of what I said about change and how people fear change. Again, making them aware of, okay, you're usually fun and energetic, like doing stuff, all of a sudden you don't want to. So again, just making them aware of potentially what, what's what's ahead, what's coming, um, could ultimately save a lot of the, you've changed, you're different, you're never, you're, this, is the, this is the one that you'll hear a lot of, you're not fun anymore, right? <laughs> Which uh, it's probably true. I'm not fun, I'm not fun, really funny anymore. Uh, maybe when I'm carb loading, which I'll be doing in a couple of days because I've got a photo shoot. Uh, doing tomorrow, actually, because um, I've got a photo shoot. But, uh, yeah, you just you don't mean it. You just don't have the energy to do much else. Um, and I guess, lastly, what we could wrap it up with is just social occasions. Uh, trips away, I guess, I've kind of already discussed, but we'll put them in one. Uh, I think that these can be very hard for someone to tackle on prep, particularly if it's your first time. Um, because what you'll try and do, if it's your first time, you want to follow everything by the letter, right? And if you're on a meal plan, um, you you know you might get anxiety about going out for dinner. Um, you're not allowed to drink alcohol, so again, that's something you can't do. So let's have a think about what do you and your partner usually do? You know, when you're in a gaining phase or off season or just in normal life, because maybe you've never undertaken bodybuilding before. Well, maybe you usually go out for dinner once a week, or maybe you go out for drinks every couple weeks and you get dressed up and that's kind of your guys' time and that's where you bond and that's where you do stuff because in the house you just, you know, maybe you're in a routine where you just kind of watch TV or you're seeing the kids this and the next thing, but maybe that's your quality time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of have that taken away because maybe you think in your head, oh, actually, I don't want to go out for dinner. But again, that's what it's doing is impacting your your partner's, um, you know, life and how they want to act. So I, I, I personally think, and I've written about this before, and I've said it in podcasts before, that you can you can manage eating out and prep just fine if you know what's in food. Have a look on the website. I wrote it in one of one of my latest articles. Um, I'll actually link it in this article um, that I put on the website because I'm going to do an article that's like like you always see. I always do the same article with the same podcast. Um, I ate out six times in eight weeks when I prepped in 2018, which I did a photo shoot for myself, and then me and my wife uh, did a did a sort of couple shoot together and we had six times in eight weeks and how do you get around that you just know calories you know what's in food you track it you manipulate the rest of the day you give extra calories for the fat that they cook the the, the food in um, and you're just sensible about it you know you don't eat like a dick too many people when they go out for dinner they're like yes i'm out i'm going to eat fucking you know three four thousand calories whereas if i went out i looked at the menu decided uh, whether it was a chicken salad or whether it was a steak i knew exactly the calories in that's all i had um, and obviously my partner was still able to enjoy it of course maybe perhaps you know you're not able to maybe go to let's say for example maybe you can't go to your favorite um, Chinese cuisine restaurant or your Indian cuisine restaurant but maybe you can find a you know a compromise in it. and in between it's a case of okay well you know they sell salads and they sell meat or you know veggie options so we'll go there and that's something that that we um me and my wife are doing uh, her birthday is three days after my show and I said, look, do you want to go for dinner on your birthday? And um, she went, are you sure? That's, you know, you're right in the middle of shows and dining. And they like, I went, that doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, now, you know, she really, really wanted to go out to, um, uh, as I said, this Indian cuisine restaurant that she really likes. But um, I think that she just knew I obviously wouldn't be able to eat something. So she went, well, why don't we go to this place in the ferry? Um, and I looked at the menu and obviously it had, it had loads of options for me. So that was something I really appreciated, but she really appreciated the fact I was making an effort to go out. And I think that's the compromise, guys. That's the take home, right? Is that it's never going to be perfect. But if you have a conversation and you say, this is what's coming and you compromise and you try and find a way around it, you know, life can still be all right. 
you know, and, and, and it is quite nice sometimes when you die in to just be out in a restaurant and to like have someone take your plate away and give you food and you just kind of go, wow, because you've been cooking all your food, you've been weighing it out, you've been doing the dishes or whatever it is. Um, but it, it can be nice. But anyway, as I was saying, if, if you're someone who, you know, of course you can't have a drink, that is, but hey, you have, you have Coke Zero, have Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi or Pepsi Max, whatever it is, you can still be, be, be there. Of course you maybe can't stay all night. Maybe your pals, like, they like to fucking get on it at seven at night and they... They, you know, they come in at one, two, three in the morning. Well, that's not what you're going to do. Maybe you're going to go at seven. You're going to stay for a couple of hours, and then you're going to leave because you've got to go to bed at nine because you're up doing your cardio the next morning at six. You know what? They'll appreciate you being there. Yeah, they'll rip into you because you're leaving early or whatnot. But you know what? As soon as I look back, and what, what my response to my mates was, at least I'm here. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? Um, so. As, as I was saying, kind of, those scenarios, if you didn't go out for dinner, you didn't drink, uh, you didn't go out to an occasion where there's drinks and have Diet Cokes, just be incredibly frustrating for your partner, um, your family or friends. Um, and I guess even more so if your partner's not into bodybuilding. You know, if, if they don't like the thought of bodybuilding or tracking their food and they, they eat whatever the fuck they want, um, then it's going to be an incredibly challenging situation if you don't have a conversation and you don't do your best to partake in the events that, that matter to your, your partner. Um, and I strongly suggest you try and do these in the early stages of prep. And as you get closer, I think there comes a point where you just go, listen, I just I can't do that stuff. You know, when you kind of get to the the, the, the single digit weeks out, um, it's, it's just not going to happen. But so then, then saying that, um, you know, this coming Saturday, so this podcast goes live when I'm three days out, I will have been at a wedding all day uh, the week before my show, seven days out, uh, eight days out, sorry. Um, simply because you know like I'm not going to miss that because that's something that I'll you know my, my, my good friend Adam will um, you know, kiss, you know I, th- I think he's only going to get married once um, and I want to be there and I want to try and you know partake in it as best I can and yeah okay I'm not going to have a drink but at least I'm going to be there um, and I can't wait to see him tie the knot and, and again what I want to do is just give you an example of this is now my like, fifth prep um, so I find that managing um, managing these events and things like that you know incredibly easy um, I guess the hard part for me is just trying to trying to be present later on in the day when uh, the energy is starting to go. But that's where um, copious amounts of caffeine and Red Bull, um, Coke Zero is going to come in come in very very handy for me. But um, yeah, guys, look, I guess in summary, what I just wanted to say is that prep prep can and it will take its toll not only on your body physically but also mentally, um, emotionally. You know, your personality may may change. Sex drive may plummet, um, and generally energy levels are going to plummet. But whilst these things can be upsetting for you know you and your other half, making them aware and having a conversation um, about what's what's ahead and how it's nothing to do with them, um, it, it feels the best strategy to ensure that the changes you experience have a minimal impact. I'm going to say that minimal impact on your relationship because I feel that they still will. And it comes down to how strong-willed and supportive your partner is. I'm very thankful and very grateful that my my wife is super, super supportive of everything I do. I'm absolutely love her for it, love her to death for it, um, and will be incredibly grateful until um, the day I die. But I understand that not not everyone's in in that same sort of situation. But what I would say is is back, you know, back in your your sort of argument to them or your story of what's ahead. Just let them know that look, everything's going to be okay. Once I finish dieting, um, you know, I will return to my old self. Maybe perhaps 
you know, in those last four or five weeks, you don't do much, but you, you plan a lot for after. You book trips away. You've got trips away booked, you know, for the first month post-show, the second month post-show, whatever it is. You've got meals booked, family events, days out here and there, things for them to look forward to. Um, and I think if you do that, it'll appreciate it. But it's just, it's just showing a level of care because prep itself is and will always be incredibly selfish and i get that as bodybuilders we are a bit vain um i think if you don't admit that you you're deluded but um it, it is selfish and i think that and when you're being so selfish you've got to try and show a, a level of um compassion and um a willingness to do to do something else that's not for you um whilst you're prepping if you class yourself as a good human and a good individual. So, listen guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you did, um, please do share it with someone. You know, if maybe perhaps you're prepping sooner, you're thinking about it and you want to explain things to your partner, why not just 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 say, hey, can you go listen to that episode? There's a, you know, six foot four lanky guy from Dundee and he speaks, he speaks a lot of fucking shite, but at the same time, there's little snippets of sense in there. And if you do that and it brings you joy and it brings you value and it brings you a successful prep and minimal stress in your relationship, um, then I am truly, truly happy for you. And I would say that that's a job done for this podcast. So guys, wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.